Hey, hey, Dan. Hey, Pat. How, how are you? Doing good. How about yourself? I'm swell. Excellent. Uh, so here we are. Episode one, episode two, call it what you will, mm-hmm. uh, of the unofficial, or what did we, the, the, the no way official. We're still working on it. Yeah, we're still, we're still working on a title, but point is we're here. Yep. We, uh, we'd like to take a moment to uh, acknowledge that we received your feedback and uh, yes. we will be taking uh, as much of it into consideration as we can. I think there's some really good suggestions out there. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was impressed that a, like a fair number of people wanted to listen to us talk about Dominion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, all Weird. right, yeah. I'll take well, it. I guess it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think you and I would both say it's. It's. Among. I mean, I guess I would listen to other. Like, if there had already been a Dominion podcast, I guess I would be listening to it. So or there at you least go. Check it out. You know, yeah. check it out once. Uh, right. You just sounded yeah. Canadian. What's that? You just sounded Canadian. I know. I was trying to fool the yeah. non. Good job. Thank you. Um, so yes, thank you everyone. Oh, and I really also liked, uh, uh, I just want to acknowledge one person in particular. I really liked, uh, Jeff B on board game geek and uh-huh. his podcast, uh, his, his suggested names for the podcast. Yeah. Particularly. I really enjoyed one car- plus one card plus one action plus one podcast. I really like that. Maybe, okay. maybe we'll go with clever. that. I don't yeah. Know. We'll see. Anyway, we're still working on it. No, no yes. commitments just yet. Thank you, Jeff B. Yes. Um, and then the other thing we just wanted to say at the top of the hour was I, I'm going to, we are going to attempt to make this a enhanced podcast. Enhanced uh, so podcast. One, one of the things in particular, one of the things that was repeated a few times in feedback is that we were maybe talking a little too, uh, either quickly or, uh, basically we were not, uh, spelling out like what specific cards did. Uh, so we're going to have like changing album art on this podcast. So you'll hear a little noise or, uh, I don't know if we'll actually yeah, even do The noise that. will sound like this. Oh, Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll fix that in post uh mm-hmm. and then uh look at your iphone or or other device your that has a screen you, yes and uh i'll put it we'll put a picture of the uh, card up there so Indeed. there you go Boom. um so i think that's all the uh all the stuff so uh we are recording this on uh sunday june 9th and i only mentioned that because uh all this week was guilds previews Yay. Uh, so this will be a special guilds edition of whatever this podcast is eventually called um, we're going to go over the, the five cards that were revealed. And I imagine probably, you know, somewhere down the line, we will talk about the other presumably eight. I think it's going to be a 13 card set. So mm-hmm. probably That's the other eight cards. Um, so that is what we're going to talk about for the most part today. But first we're going to recap a game. Yay. Um, so I dug deep into the, uh, isotropic logs and found an oldie but a goodie mm-hmm. for all y'all, uh, just because Dan went over one of his games last week, so uh, I found Figured. one of mine to go over. Yeah, yeah, we'll take turns. And what we're thinking we'll do, uh, as per one of the suggestions in the future, uh, is we will actually play a game uh, against against one another. Yes. And then, yeah, and that'll be fun. There will uh, be blood. Exactly. And when uh, when we do that, we will also... We, we will discuss it like immediately afterwards. We're not going to actually record ourselves playing the game, but we'll play the game and then record ourselves talking about it afterwards, which yeah. I think could be yeah, some a little bit less uninteresting that. than the way we did it last time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you have that to look forward to. But Indeed. for this episode, like I said, it is it is from back of the day. It's an old isotropic game. Just looking at the date. On oh, the podcast yeah. or on the uh, on the file here, it's from uh, September uh, 2011. 2011. <laughs> it's an oldie but a goodie. Let's give some props to the guys who did councilroom.com and yeah. the whole 
I mean, and I think it goes without saying, but let's just give a quick, just quick overview. Uh, prior to what is now known as the official online Dominion card playing experience, there was a tremendously cool uh, version of Dominion online, uh, commonly referred to as ISO, uh, short for isotropic, um, which sadly uh, is no longer with us. Uh, but that was my real intro to the game. Uh, I mean, Pat showed Pat introduced me to Dominion a couple years ago, and I didn't really take to it too quickly, um, just because you know it 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 it's the kind of game where it takes a couple of plays through to really get the hang of it. Uh, and and once I discovered the isotropic version of Dominion, uh, within one evening of playing, I don't know a dozen games, uh, I was hooked. And the, the bug. I credit isotropic to. Uh, me developing my very strong affinity for Dominion. Indeed, so. big big ups to uh, Doug Z, the Doug Z, D- or just Doug's. Doug's. Thank you very much again. We we very much appreciate that. Yes, indeed. So that said, uh, why don't we go over the cards in this kingdom real quick? Uh, so it goes: embargo, trade route, conspirator, horse traders, quarry, smithy, spy, throne room, city. Minion. Yeah. And um, this was also particular uh just a note was this is a colony and platinum game as well. So Dan, yep. uh off the top of your head, what what would how would you open this game? Well, assuming I was gonna get uh three four, yeah. I would probably go with either a quarry or a conspirator. I'm pretty fond of those cards sure especially up front and i'm also pretty fond of the trade route just for getting rid of stuff pretty quickly indeed uh so, yeah i, think uh, I might go only... like either silver conspirator or uh-huh. quarry silver i'm not sure something like that yeah uh well if we go look at the log i believe i opened uh quarry silver how about that indeed how that turn out? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's take a quick second. So, let's take a quick second and just go over what the cards are. Yeah, before we get too far into this. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, first card we have embargo, uh, part of seaside, and that is a little little tricky card. I don't think it got played too much in this game, if at all. Um, it's a cost two, so it gives you two virtual coin, and it says trash this card, put an embargo token on top of a supply pile, and then. Yep. Uh, the the clause there is that when a player buys a card, he gains a curse per embargo token on that pile. So basically, you can you can't shut down a pile, but you can disincentivize people buying from it. It's true. Uh, something that some folks may not know about the the clause about the embargo card is that note note that it says when a player buys a card, not when a player gains a card. Indeed. So you can sort of circumvent an embargoed pile by other means. Uh, I don't like, think there's a way to do that on this board, but yeah, there correct. are there are certainly kingdoms in which you can gain a card but not buy it, in which exactly. case you can get around that mandatory exactly. curse gainer. Exactly. Uh, after that is trade route. Uh, that gives you plus one buy, plus one, to- one coin per token on the trade route mat, and then you have to trash a card from your hand. Uh, and then underneath that, there's a little clause about setting it up, but basically it's you put a token on each victory card on the game. So what that means is that as uh, when a card is gained from uh, a victory point pile, you move that coin onto the trade route map. And then from that point on in the game, when you play a trade route, uh, you get a coin. And on this 
particular board, again, remember, we're talking about uh, Platinums and Colonies here, the sure. trade route has a potential value of four bucks for Indeed. each use if all of the, if somebody, you know, once all of the va uh, victory cards have been purchased, at least once. Uh, after that, we've got Conspirator. Conspirator gives you plus two coins, and then the clause under that is if you've played three or more actions this turn counting this card plus one card plus one action so it rewards you for playing a lot of actions in your turn yeah it's very useful especially uh, in multiples after that's horse traders uh that's a cost four and it gives you plus one buy plus three coins and you have to discard two cards it's also a reaction card uh which is huge on this board uh as you'll see uh momentarily um the the, uh, the reaction portion of the card is when another player plays an attack card you may set this aside from your hand if you do then at the start of your next turn plus one card and return this to your hand so basically if you've got a hand size attack like a militia or as we'll see shortly mm -hmm. a minion mm -hmm. uh, you and you happen to have horse traders in your hand your next turn you'll have six cards in hand including that horse traders so that's super cool mm-hmm after that is Quarry, uh, which costs four, and it's a special treasure card. It's worth one. And while this is in play, action cards cost two less, but not less than zero. So basically, it just gives you a discount on uh, action cards. A nice uh, additional perk of the Quarry is that it stacks. So you can purchase multiple Quarries and get card prices down to zero, which is kind of cool. It's super handy. After that is our old friend the Smithy. He costs four and he just gives you plus three cards. Mm -hmm. These are all, yeah, the next few are base set cards. Uh, Spy is our next card, plus one card, plus one action. Each player, including you, reveals the top card of his deck and either discards it or puts it back. Your choice. Indubably. Yep, super handy. After that's Throne Room, we all know that. Costs four, choose an action card in your hand to play it twice. Mm -hmm. No, No big. Now we get to the tricky cards, <laughs> the key cards of this particular yeah. kingdom. Yeah, so there are two five-cost cards. Uh, yeah, you'll, you'll see what happens. Yes. So First up is, is City, which yeah. is one of my, I would say it's in my top ten all-time favorite cards. It's a really handy card. Uh, it doesn't always work, but in some cases uh, can be But when it does powerful. work, oh it works. Yeah. Yeah, and that's plus one card, plus two actions. And the text reads, uh, if there are more, sorry, if there are one or more empty Supply piles, plus one card. If there are two or more, plus one coin, and plus one buy. So it has the potential to right. become plus one, plus two cards, plus two actions, plus a dollar, plus a buy. What? That is a very powerful card. Crazy. But a as we say, activating a city uh, does come, you know, very late in the game, um, and and two other piles have to be. Uh, empty and in my experience, it's it's not unusual for city itself to be one of the emptied yeah. piles. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll we'll get to that uh, as we talk as about we the go game. over the game. And our final card, the minion. Uh, minion is a five cost card, uh, and it gives you plus one action, and then you, it get, you have a uh, choosing clause. So choose one. So you either get plus two coin, or you discard your hand plus four cards, and each other player with at least five cards in hand discards his hand and draws four cards. So yes. it's an attack either way, um, whether you play it for those plus two coins or the uh, four cards action. Um, and it works well in, it works well in multiples. So that's mm -hmm. the, that, that is the, uh, that's the game. That's the kingdom. That's the set. 
That's the set. So, let's take uh, a peek here at um, at what everybody opened with, yeah. and then maybe we can cruise some of the highlights. Indeed. So this, uh, unlike last week's game, uh, this is a three-player game. Uh, we figured we'd try and vary it up a little bit. Um, fortunately, this one uh, goes pretty quickly, so it won't take too long to talk about. Um, player one opens with Trade Route and Horse Traders. And player two uh, opens with Quarry Silver. And player three opens with Trade Route... Uh, Quarry. Quarry, sorry. Yeah. I got distracted. That's okay. Yeah. Um, so I believe you uh, you may have predicted my hand. I went Quarry Silver. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, th- thinking, uh, hey, there's, I need, I need some of these powerful actions. Actually, I have no idea what I was thinking in, two- <laughs> in 2011. I'm guessing the pad of the past thought, oh, I'll get Quarry for cheap stuff and it'll all work out great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and clearly my opponents uh, both opened with trade routes, uh, thinking they need to trash down uh, to probably trim their decks to get to those more powerful actions more frequently. I'm mm-hmm. guessing that's what they were thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how it opened, uh, and it kind of moved along, uh, as you would expect. They were trade routing away, uh, their estates, uh, just to trim their deck. Um, and then by around turn four and five, uh, people started getting five coins on a turn, started buying minions and cities. And those got played or not played, and, uh, a few times the, uh, horse traders minion combo worked out. I remember when Horse Traders came out when uh, I guess Horse Traders was in uh, Cornucopia and immediately everyone was like, all the Dominion nerds were like, oh, that's the <laughs> that's the gold standard of uh, minion counters. Hmm. Because basically you, you set aside Horse, like if you get hit with a minion and you have Horse Traders in your hand, that's like awesome because you set aside your Horse Traders, you get hit, you set aside your Horse Traders and then it's it's basically as if the minion didn't even hit. Right, because uh, again, just to recap what, what the minion does, it, if your hand only has four cards in it, you're immune to the minion attack. Yeah, it's it's like a good thing, almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so things kind of c- continued on from there. Uh, on turn seven, I managed probably my best uh, move of the game, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is not saying much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I managed to throne room a minion, uh, which is a nice little combo, because basically you play the minion once for two coins, and then you can discard and draw back up to four, and you have a nice little, you know, you get an attack in there, and you also get some money out of it. Mm-hmm. Um we continuing on uh cities kept getting bought so basically um high level the reason why i picked this game out is because uh it illustrates um it kind of illustrates how three player differs uh in that i think uh, in a city game and in a two-player city game cities sometimes empty sometimes don't in a three-player game you need to get on that city like cities are going Ver- safe, yeah, that's a safe I think assumption. it is it is a safe assumption that cities are going. Uh, and sure enough, uh, by around turn, I'm scrolling down here, da, 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 by turn 11, cities are gone. Yeah. Uh, which is something. So obviously on turn 11, guess who emptied the city pile? Oh, I Lord. did. Yes. Um, so that is a risky move. If you can somehow manage in this, 
I don't know. It sometimes works out, sometimes it doesn't. If you can manage to empty the city pile during your turn rather than at the end of your turn, right? Cities will activate mid-turn, which is awesome. This is yeah, this is true. So like so, like in, an instance of that is like remodeling or or remaking or right. You know, some other <laughs> some other card that kills another card to get you another card while it's still your turn. Uh, Alter would be another good example, example. of how to yeah. do that. Um, I'm, sadly, on this board that was not the case so somebody had to empty the city pile and it was me yes. so immediately the very next move as uh, uh sad panda honda uh immediately uh gains the benefit of me buying the city and uh plays one two three four five. he plays six cities on his turn yeah each granting him two actions and two cards yeah uh, he also plays two trade routes getting him two more buys plus a horse traders which gives him another buy yeah and uh and a quarry <laughs> at the end of his turn making everything cheaper so and, and with all that he buys four minions yeah that's a pretty epic turn so uh yeah uh, and it just gets crazier from there. Yeah. Um, and so minions in particular are also great in aggregate. Like there are three, there are three cards on this board that uh, sort of self have self synergy that combo well with each other: city, uh, minion, and conspirator. And mm -hmm. if you can, if you can get a lot of any of those and kind of trim your deck down so it's just those, uh, that's that's fine. Like you can have a you can have a game where you just buy conspirators, and I, you know I've done that before. Where yeah. if you can get a decent chunk of the conspirators, that can be your entire deck, and you can just cruise through it. Yeah, for uh, having like just four conspirators is actually yeah. really—it's a good number for me. I don't—I don't necessarily go after all of them. I think once I have four or five at the most. Sure. Uh, and again, with a three-player game, sometimes you're lucky. You know, if you can yeah. get four, you know, yeah. sometimes. That's and this and the same deal with minion. If you can if you can do a minion, a minion, a minion like that is also that's yeah. a stra uh, minion is a strategy unto itself. Absolutely. I've been I've been minioned to death many Indeed. times. Indeed. Uh, so it goes on uh, a bit more there, and then guess what happens on turn twelve? Oh no! I buy. <laughs> you buy the you you find you activate the final stage of the city. I activate the cities again, buying yes. the last minion. At which point, on the very next turn, my good buddy uh, Sad Panda. Uh, plays another six cities, probably the same six cities he did before. Indeed. So now, not only are the cities getting him plus two cards, plus two actions, they're also giving him additional buy and additional coin uh, right. per one being played. And it's it's not unusual at that point to, for that the next turn after the city is fully activated to be the final turn of the game. Um, sure, I've seen that happen a lot. I'm surprised that didn't happen this time. Yeah, it wasn't quite the. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was getting close to the end there. Um, finally, uh, things proceed a little bit more. Uh, I do not get virtually any victory points. Uh, and then on turn 14, uh, Sad Panda has what many Dominion players would call a mega turn. Epic mega turn. In which case he pretty much plays his entire deck and, uh, finishes off the conspirator pile and buys two colonies and a province to end <laughs> the game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So well the played. And the final <laughs> the final score. <laughs> the final score there is San Panda had forty six points. Uh Craig came in the middle there with nineteen. And, and Pat I, walks away with four. With four points. Four oh my states. god. That yeah. Was awful. Ouch. Um so yeah, we just uh wanted to highlight this game in particular, uh, because it, it just illustrates uh A sort of how multiplayer is a bit different and be how important uh it i mean how important cities are uh, but also getting on to 
the the better chunk of minions and conspirators is also pretty huge. So uh, this game is available for your perusal, uh, both on DominionDeck.com and in uh, the Council Room Log Vault, for lack of a better term. There will be uh, links we'll to each in the show this. notes. Exactly. So, cool, man. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's finish up. Let's talk about all these guild cards. Yeah. How exciting is this? New exciting cards. <laughs> yeah, we're, this is we should cherish these days because they will soon be over. Indeed. Um, so Monday through Friday this week, Donald X Vaccarino uh, revealed one card a day, mm-hmm. uh, and we're gonna go over them real quick. So on Monday, he revealed what I think is my favorite card of the five cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? Which is the, yeah, I really Richard? like this card. Ba- sorry, Baker. Baker. I love it. I love it. I love Seems it. I love it. Basic for me. Sorry, bro. Sometimes the basic cards are the ones to are the ones people like. No, I'm, I'm, I like a basic card, but of the five, I mean, really, that's I don't know. Well, All we'll, right. Let's, well, let's we'll find in. out what yours is. Yeah. Uh, so Baker, just to go over it, is a five cost card. Uh, it gives you plus one card, plus one action, and you get to take a coin token. Mm. And then underneath that, it says set up each player takes a coin token. So this is one. Of, so the coin tokens are one of the uh, themes of. Uh, Dominion guilds um, and we've seen two cards that interact with them uh, so far and I imagine there'll be probably one or two more uh, and what coin tokens are are basically m- money in the bank uh, so you accrue coin tokens by playing this baker uh, every time you play it you get a coin token and then on your in your buy phase you can spend your coin tokens as a little uh, added boost so if you're stuck at seven and you want to buy a province you can spend a coin token and go to eight um it's kind of Which, cool. I like to, it's basically like having a spare coin available to you whenever you at, need it at your leisure. Yeah, yeah that's kind I of awesome. It, I I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing that I think is awesome about it is that at the start of the game, everybody gets a coin token. So if Baker's on the board, whether or not you bought a Baker or not, you get a coin token, which is also cool because it does one of the things that I really like that's been happening in these recent Dominion expansions is uh, Donald's been kind of messing around with the opening game. So up until uh hinterlands up until hinterlands basically you either got you you know you had your seven coppers and you either got three and then four or you got five and then two or or those two were were switched around and that was it that was how dominion opened Mm -hmm. and then starting in hinterlands they added uh i guess nomad camp was the first card that monkeyed around with it so nomad camp is a four cost card and uh basically it's a slightly improved woodcutter so it gives you plus two coins and plus an additional buy. But the, the trick on Nomad Camp was when you buy it, you put it on top of your deck. So basically, if you opened with four and you bought a Nomad Camp, you would put it on top of your deck, and then you could conceivably get four again. So you could, like, open four, four. And that was like, whoa, this is crazy. I think uh, Mandarin is like that too, right? Mandarin's uh, a little weird. So Mandarin had a similar thing where basically the the if you opened five, two with Mandarin, uh, you would open with five on Mandarin, buy it, and then any coins that you had in play you would put back on top of your deck so you could open five infinitely yeah you would never do that i mean you could do that it's not a good idea um so that was a similar thing so uh that happened a bit more in dark ages and now here we are again in baker and baker i think is the one that monkeys around with the most because now you can open like four four which just leads to some crazy strategies like as many people have noticed you can now open treasure map treasure map yeah which is like not wow that's okay good, yeah that's a good tactic yeah. i mean yeah. in theory if you're if you're a fan of treasure map i know i know you are to, i love treasure map 
I hate it. Oh come on, <laughs> treasure map is great. When you when when there's that's one of the best payoffs I think of all that's, of the. It's very know. high high variance. Yeah. as they say. I've I've know. gotten really lucky with treasure. Maybe that's part part of the reason why I like it. Yeah. But I tend to get my treasure maps tend to hit within yeah. one or two turns of me uh, getting the two of them together, uh, having two of them in the deck. And I that does not happen for me. Hence I do hence I do not like treasure map. Well, alright. Yeah. Um, the biggest downside I can think of with Baker mm-hmm. um, is possession. Mm. Um, oh, right. Yeah, I can see that being bad. Yeah. So possession uh, tweaks with the game in so many different ways. Um, possession probably deserves its own podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a whole episode about possession. Yeah. Um, so possession. The the problem with possession is that usually people can't screw with you too badly. I mean, there are certain red flag cards where if possessions on the board paired with something else, um, you you that affects your strategy in a s- substantial way. And I would consider Baker in that because basically, uh, Baker, if you're accruing a bunch of these coin tokens and you get possessed, like say goodbye to your coin tokens, they are all getting spent on your well, possessed wait, turn. Now, are we sure that that's how it works? Yeah, that is how it works. Um, really? So when you're because that's not. I mean. I, I get that, but it's not. I don't think it's super cut and dry and clear to me. Uh, the reason I say that is because I know from reading on many discussions and rule interpretations that uh, w- possession doesn't work that way with victory point tokens, a la monument or bishop, well, so, or goons for that matter. So, if, right, you, if, so you, if, if somebody f- f- plays a possession, and I, you know, and they, and I'm my hand being possessed, they play a monument. I still keep the right. victory token. So let me clarify, uh, because Baker does work like that, in that when, like, plus one card, plus one action, take a coin token. So you, would st- you, the player, would still get that coin token. Right. But the possessor could then spend those coin tokens. So that's... If so they, assuming they have their own coin tokens. No, oh, no. they're... Yeah, they're playing... Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, man. So you're not a, I mean, well, I don't know. I really like Baker. You like it, but you, it's fine. you, you don't love it. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Uh, let's go to uh, card number two, which I think you you enjoy a great deal. I like that. Yeah, that's that's the doctor. Um, I'll read I'll read the text for that one. Uh, it is. Uh, let's see. It's an action, and it starts off with name a card, reveal the top three cards of your deck, trash the matches. Put the rest back on top in any order. Uh, and then it goes on to say, when you buy this, you may overpay for it. Uh, for each coin that you overpaid, look at the top card of your deck, trash it, discard it, or put it back. Um, and then in the lower left-hand corner where the price is, the cost is three, but there's a little plus symbol next to it, meaning... Uh, that it is a card that you can overpay for, which is another one of the new mechanics yeah. in the uh, guilds expansion, uh, the concept of overpaying, which I think is super cool. Uh, because Agre- I'm not you guys, but from the very early days, I, mean, I, I actually, I think, when, so I've been trying to spread the Dominion love and introduce new people uh, to the game, and I have noticed that new players have a really hard time resisting the urge to buy the most expensive card they yeah, can with agreed. how much money they have <laughs> and then when they don't there's some remorse it's like oh, <laughs> oh i only have six and i i can't resist must buy that gold but 
Yeah. You've already got three gold, it's dude. Like, Maybe I think you should consider an action. It's fundamental to like the human condition, yeah. I think. You want to get your money's worth, man. Even if it is American. fake money. It's fake money, but yeah. No, yeah. I agree. So yeah, totally. This, this, so this, this addresses uh, that particular yeah. mechanic, and I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I I, I uh, got a little confused with right off the bat was the, the first couple lines here. So the whole name a card, reveal the top three cards of your deck, trash the matches. For uh, My initial interpretation of this, which turned out to be incorrect, uh, was that you would basically just look for dupes. Um, so like if I revealed the top three cards of my deck and I got uh, three coppers, I would trash the coppers. But obviously, uh, upon closer inspection... Uh, the matches referred to are the named card from the first line of the card. Yeah, so. yeah it's kind of, it's an odd phrasing. Mm. What? Know. Cards having odd mm. phrasing? No. In Dominion? <laughs> Sorry. Um, it happens. Yeah, I, I like Doctor uh, as well. I, I mean, I love Trasher. Doctor? Trashers. I, li- I like a good trasher, and this, is, this I think, qualifies as a good trasher. I think yeah. it's good, it's good early in the game. Yeah, definitely when a you, good starter card when you have a lot of matches mm-hmm. uh as the game progresses though Estates and your deck and coppers be- sure goodbye uh as the game progresses though and your deck becomes more diverse with differently named cards it obviously uh loses a bit of its use but it's Indeed. still it's still super cool and it, it has kind of a um so that the so that's regarding the top part and then regarding the overpaying part i like that it's sort of a lookout ish it is lookout it is lookout ish mm-hmm uh, and it's uh, look at the top card of your deck, trash it, discard it, or put it back. That is very, you know, those are the three components of Lookout, and I like Lookout a great deal just because I like rolling the dice. Yeah, I'm, I tend to avoid Lookout. Lookout's one of those <laughs> cards that I will purchase as long as there's uh, a, a means of getting rid of it after Later, the first yeah, few turns. Last, after it has served its purpose. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love it uh, for the first five turns to get rid of copies. I even, I even love it when it blows up in my face, like yeah. when you turn over three provinces or three yeah. colonies. Yeah, that was awesome. I've had it turn over three provinces. I, I've I've, never, I've, I wasn't I've, there, but I heard the story. Yeah, and, I've never uh, had it. That was funny. Three colonies. <laughs> uh, uh, shall we move on? Moving on. Journeyman. Journeyman. Uh, debuted on Wednesday. I will read Journeyman. So Journeyman is a five cost. And it says, name a card. It's an action card. It says, name a card, reveal cards from the top of your deck until you reveal three cards that are not the named card. Put those cards into your hand and discard the rest. So it is what we Dominion nerds would refer to as a terminal draw card. Mm -hmm. Meaning, uh, terminal meaning that it does not give you additional actions uh, and draw and that you're drawing cards. So basically it's a smithy, you know, it gives you three cards. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, with a little with a little twist. It's a smithy with a twist. The journeyman. Ask for it by name. <laughs> what do you think of uh, journeyman, Dan? I think it has a lot of potential. Um, this definitely speaks to the tactic of you know of knowing your deck. Um, I think if you start reading articles um, and analyzing um, the play habits of the most successful, you know, better players. Uh, and you ask them, hey, man, what, what, what are some of your tips and tricks to playing better? Uh, one of the things that they'd say is to try to get as, as, as close of a recall on your deck as possible. So to know, to know what cards you have and how many of them, what you're expecting to be drawing, what you've just discarded, et cetera, what et cetera. You, so, what you've seen in the shuffle and what you haven't seen in the shuffle. Exactly. Like you're not, yeah. Yeah, I know I bought a re- remodel, you know, uh, and it's in here somewhere, and I've, I'm already two-thirds of the way through my deck. There's only four cards in my discard pile. It's probably 
in one of the, you know, it's probably one of those. So, so things like that come in handy in a situation like this where you can, you can basically, uh, you know, go for that one specific card that you need that could really help, help you, you out. Yeah. Help you out. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah. I like it. I think it works really well, um, in like, in, in what you would refer to as a big money game. Like sure. if, if it's one of the few actions in your hand, you, you would just name, you would say provinces or estates. You would, that's what you would, uh, name to avoid those cards. And yeah. hopefully you just draw some money and play it. Totally. I mean, it's, which is basically the same strategy with a Smithy. Like when you play Smithy, you just want to draw money. Yeah. Oh, and it's a cost of five. It's another fiver, which is nice. Uh, moving on to the fourth card in the preview, the Butcher. Ah, uh, yes. Also a five card, and I think you were saying that this is your favorite. Uh, this is a little tricky. Uh, the text reads, take two coin tokens. You may trash a card from your hand and then pay any number of coin tokens. If you did trash a card gain a card with a cost of up to the cost of the trashed card plus the number of coin tokens you paid. What? Yeah, that yeah, is a, a mouthful. A, there's a lot. <laughs> I like uh, in Donald's little blurb, he had a little blurb for all the cards and he said, Butcher yeah. also fits into the fifth theme of guilds, which is wordy cards. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you, I think, did you say this was I your can, favorite? Uh, well, I think Baker's technically my favorite, but uh, I do enjoy Butcher a great deal as well. So what, what do you like so much about this one? Well, Butcher is sort of like a remodel. And if you guys listened to the first episode of the podcast, uh, I extolled uh, the virtues of remodel. And this is a, a similar thing. So basically it's a trasher uh, that allows you at least guaranteed on the first try to, uh, or on the first time through your deck to be able to upgrade a card to something costing up to two more. Uh, but if you don't use those coin tokens uh, and you play Butcher again later on, you could use all of your coin tokens to increase uh, the value of a card up to four times. Right. So off the bat, the first thing you do is you take two coin tokens. So right. this is guaranteed at the very minimal you get two coin tokens. Right. The trashing element is a, is a conditional. You may trash a card, so you don't have to. Right. Um, and obviously if you don't have any coins yet, coin tokens I should say, um, you might not want to because right. like you said uh, this becomes sort of like a uh, a variable dynamic remodel um, that you can or, or for that matter uh, an expand um, yeah. where you can essentially you know upgrade your card to uh, to something way more valuable um, depending on how many tokens you have indeed that's kind of yeah cool. it's a I'm a I'm a sucker for trashers yeah uh, me too I love a good trasher yeah. I've never met it. I'd say I'd never, never met a treasure I didn't like, but I don't particularly care for loan. But other than that. Yeah. See, I, I, I think I would actually buy a loan before I would buy a lookout. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the difference between you and me. Well, that's the loan, only difference. Because no, loans yeah. focus solely on treasures. You're not going to be trashing <laughs> yeah. one of your provinces with a loan. That's right. all I'm saying. Just putting that out there. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's uh, that's Butcher. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I like it. Yeah, not bad. I can I consider it sort of an improved remodel, which you know it's priced accordingly. It's a little more pricey than a remodel, but it's, it's also it's remodel. also a little more versatile, special. and it's got some gruesome card art. Oh my god! Do we need let's let's take a second here now. <laughs> okay. What is up with the card art? The card art has uh, really taken a dive. I man. don't get it, man. Well, I like I'd also you know again. So let's let's back up or zoom out a little bit here. Uh, something I noticed from the very get go when I first you know for my first time handling. Uh, Dominion cards was just how disparate, how different and inconsistent 
the card art was from one card to the next. Even even in the base set, um, you know, some of the cards, it, well, they're obviously the artist is done by, you know, uh, more than one person. Yeah, there's a variety of artists. And uh, d- don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not hating here. Uh, I'm I'm not saying that um, any any one particular artist is better than another. What I what I what I personally would prefer. Um, maybe this is just the the OCD control freak in me, but uh, I I kind of like some consistency, you know. Um, and I would love to see one artist's interpretation for all of the cards, um, just for a nice kind of clean, consistent uh, take sure. on the cards. Um, so I guess my critique is that uh, while I while I get the concept of, sh- of sharing the wealth and spreading the work, because I mean, how many how many different cards are we looking at here? That's what Dominion's Dominion. all about, baby. There are literally hundreds. Like there's yeah. way I think there's close to two hundred unique cards in Dominion, uh, each of which has its own artwork you know some of them are obviously like the money cards are pretty much the same but you know as far as actions and and all of the other uh i think someone did the math and it's going to work out to be exactly 200 kingdom cards when really? the guilds is all done interesting yeah so that's that's a lot of art for one person um so i i get the the idea and, and you know I'm, I'm sure uh donald has friends you know who are artists that he'd like to you know help make the cool stuff but there is, you know, there is a part of me that that would, you know, would have loved. Oh, who knows? Actually, you know, here here's a suggestion. Okay. Here is what I would love to see. When this okay. is all said and done, uh huh. In the vein of the uh, the 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 recently released base set uh, pack, you know, yeah. where, where like with the updated money art, I would love to see some sort of preposterously huge mega pack type thing where every single Dominion card that has ever been made and released is available in one flat purchase, you know, box. I mean, that, that'd be a hell of a big box. Um, but all of the art would be like super consistent. And it could even be simpler too. You know, it doesn't have to have all this fancy sort of medieval themed uh, business going on. But that's just me. Um, hey, hey, Dan. Yeah. Guess what's not going to happen? <laughs> yeah, that. that. <laughs> yeah, probably. I can dream though. I can dream. You can. So anyway, that's just my take. That's Your my dreams take. will not come true. Shut uh, up. <laughs> let's uh, let's round this out. Sure. Last card. Last card. Uh, Preview number five. I the will read Herald. That. It is the Herald, uh, and the Herald costs four dollars, and it has one of those nifty little plus uh, symbols next to it, so it's an overpay card. Uh, it is plus one card, plus one action, and the text reads, uh, reveal the top card of your deck. If it is an action, play it. And then below that, it says, when you buy this, you may overpay for it. For each coin that you overpaid, look through your discard pile and put a card from it on top of your deck. Uh, and that is a pretty amazing little perk, I think. Um, yeah. The first half of the card on its own is super handy. One card, one action, and if you play, if you draw an action, bang, play it. It's now, basically two cards, two actions. Right now, that could be that could be counterproductive depending on the action that you have. You know, it, yeah. I'm getting the impression here that you have to play whatever that action is. Yeah. And if that's something like say a junk dealer or uh, or a remodel that you might not necessarily want to play right this second, sure, uh, that might not be the best situation. I would say more often than not it's going to work out but it definitely could it definitely could screw you yeah, um, yeah. but it, you know if you tailor your deck towards this if you like for example if you have a bunch of heralds <laughs> uh, sure. those could those could chain pretty well um, but but what's more interesting is is the overpay factor 
Indeed. Um, and that is extremely useful because uh, the thing that jumps right out at me is when you purchase cards, they go into your discard pile. So in theory, you could top deck a card that you just bought your last turn without having to wait for a reshuffle. Yeah. Yeah, it's got an interesting... Um, it's a little bit like in... Uh, from Hinterlands. Oh, in that yeah, yeah. You can kind of muck around with your uh, discard pile, it which is, is a... It is a little bit more random, though. At it least is. At further on in the game. Since yeah. It just, it, you have to shuffle it in. Right. But it has that weird, like, there's not a lot of Dominion cards that do this, where it's uh, like, look other, through your discard pile. Yeah, like, the only that's other one a weird I can think thing. of is Scavenger from Dark Ages. Yeah. Uh, which does a similar trick where you can look through your discard pile. Well, you can you have the option of, tra- of discarding your entire deck... And right. then top decking a card from that big discard right. pile. Which is and then the other, uh, another Dark Ages would be um, Mad Men. Or not Mad Men, but Hermit. Where like you look through your discard. Right. I, just the whole look through your discard pile is just an odd. It's a, it, I think it's cool. I think it's yeah. nice to see now later in the, uh, you know, yeah. In the history. Yeah, I'm, it probably should not have been introduced early, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that struck me as soon as I saw Herald is that it is an excellent counter to ghost ship which oh is like God. one of my dreaded ugh, it, ugh. just because it slows the game down so much but it's like a perfect counter to it because uh you keep the herald and you you know you put two cards on top of your so basically the attack on ghost ship for those of you unfamiliar uh is uh the the person who played it gets to draw two cards and the people who it was played against have to put cards on top of their deck until they only have three cards in hand so basically it's usually you're putting two cards on top of your deck Mm -hmm. uh and this herald gets right around that because basically you keep the herald in your hand and when you play it you get one of the cards you put back on top of your deck and if you're smart you or and hopefully had another action in your hand you'll just pick that up and play it immediately it's like oh it's perfect very cool i like it i like it and that rounds out the first bunch of previews Indeed. Uh, I am eagerly, I'm, as I'm sure the other card, Dominion card fans out there yeah, are. Yeah, if, if you're listening to this podcast, it's like It's, <laughs> it's like reasonable Christmas. to assume yeah. that you are as eager as we are for the yeah. remaining cards to be yeah. previewed. And it, it will be soon. Uh, so I guess tomorrow. it's coming out in Origins Game Fair in Ohio next weekend, I believe. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sure that someone's going to snap some pics with their uh, cell phone cam. And I don't know why. We, I mean, we have pretty decent looking art right here on the website. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> Whatevs. You know, to each his own. I mean of the eight cards that we haven't seen yet. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, oh, you don't think we'll get previews for those? No, the previews are done. Oh, really? Sorry, bro. Oh. I must have misread Oh. Oh. Wah. Wah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll know sense. soon enough. And uh, yeah, probably probably the next episode, if we do another episode of this, uh, we'll talk about that. Yeah. And maybe we'll have another game to yeah. talk about. Very good. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much for listening if you're still with us uh, we do very much appreciate your feedback and if the, anyone has any thoughts suggestions critiques um, please please do let us know and we will do our best to incorporate them and uh, maybe maybe we'll see you online indeed cool man rejoice in your shared victory <laughs> yes everyone everyone out there we will rejoice in ours Yay. you rejoice in yours good day all right Bye. Take it easy, Dan. Later. <laughs>